You're listening to the PlantX Podcast, the digital face of the plant-based community. Join us as we explore the inner workings of all things plant-based, from the products and lifestyles to the people behind them. Whether you follow a strict plant-based diet or just want to learn more, you're invited. Now welcome our host, the man who combined his love of e-commerce and the plant-based lifestyle to create PlantX, Sean Dollinger. Hey everyone, welcome to our 23rd episode of our Plant X podcast. Thank you uh, so much for joining us and really appreciate you taking the time on this Monday evening or wherever you might be to join us. You know, again, thank you so much for spreading the word of Plant X. We keep seeing the investor list go up. You know, we have over 10,000 investors now, which is pretty much unheard of for a company that's been around for only six months. Today, we traded a couple million shares. And again, that couldn't happen without you guys joining us each week, sharing what PlantX is all about. And for the customers, the investors, the shareholders who join us each week, and perhaps the new ones who don't really know what PlantX is all about, we're your one-stop shop for everything plant-based. So if you're looking for groceries, and now this week, we went ahead and added refrigerated and frozen items, meal delivery, in Canada, next month we'll be launching the United States, pet products, plants for the home, and anything else that you could imagine that's plant-based, it's all brought to you on our platform. And again, what makes Plantex really different than every other platform or any other company really in the space is we're truly welcoming to anybody who wants to give plant-based living a try. So if it's new to you, a lot of people don't even know what plant-based living is all about, and that's really why we're doing the brick and mortar. So sometimes people turn to us and say, why are you starting brick and mortar stores if you're an e-commerce site? And at the end of the day, it's about education. If you look at Tesla, if you look at Apple, Tesla had to educate the general public on why an electric car would be better. I still remember going 10 plus years ago and sitting in a Tesla and seeing how the experience was so different. Or Apple, don't forget, Microsoft dominated the home use market at over 90%. And how did they take away market share was education. And that's exactly where the plant-based space is currently. I would estimate 90% plus of people don't truly understand all the different products that you could consume in the plant-based space and all the unique flavors. Matthew Kenny joining our team last week with his incredible team brings a wealth of knowledge and even products that he's already introduced me to by looking at his website and looking at the menus at his restaurants, it's truly unbelievable where the plant-based industry has gone. It also reflects in our numbers. Last April, we were still just a startup. We were just getting our website going and to report revenue of already over $1.5 million a month should give you some indication of how explosive this space is that we're in. And that's why today we wanted to bring our CFO on, who no one's really met um, face-to-face like this. And he was one of the first three employees at Plantex. And he's been there from the start. And we thought it'd be great for him to come and speak a little bit about those numbers. Lauren, welcome to the podcast. Great. Thank you uh, for having me here tonight, Sean. No, it's great. And, uh, you know, thanks uh, for for all the hard work you've put in up to now, you know, from getting us listed, not easy to get all those financials in order, the audits so far, and maybe you could speak a little bit about 
how we how many we've completed, what's needed to take place. We have to create a bar report for uh, purchasing Bloombox UK and all of these exciting things. And the quicker we grow with the vision of Julia, the more work that comes on your plate, obviously, because of all the verticals needing to be aligned. But before we jump into it, we love to start the podcast. How do you take your coffee? I take lots of it. Uh, I drink coffee quite a bit during the day, but I am recently converted. So I do uh, have a coffee each and every morning with some oat milk. Uh, and then there's always coffee that trickles down during the course of the day. But uh, as you probably know, uh, that afternoon coffee always comes with a chocolate chip cookie. Um, but uh, I do like coffee, but oat milk is uh, what I've now decided to uh, accompany that coffee. When I do add uh, an alternative, I do love oat milk. I find it's the closest thing to milk. And I know a few people who've tested people with oat milk and they couldn't tell the difference. And, you know, we always encourage our viewers who are listening in to subscribe to our channel, give us thumbs up, recommend the, the vodcast to other individuals. It really helps. And the reason why I got a little sidetracked there, I don't know if you've had the chance to watch the Taste This series, but I think in episode two, it was all about uh, alternatives. So any of our viewers and investors who uh, who want to take a look, Adam Kruger, I think, did a superb job on bringing this concept that uh, Alex and I had with bringing a Vigalier who likes uh, to go out and introduce people to new products. I think it's great this Taste This series with a new episode every Friday. So just wanted to go ahead and mention that, obviously. And uh, Lauren, before we uh, jump into uh, a bit of the heavier questions, maybe a little bit about uh, the background on yourself and um, why you were drawn to Plantex, because I know originally you weren't uh, a vegan or even on that path, although that's changed currently. Yeah, I think that's a, a good point, and especially with the uh, the tasting that's taking place with Adam. Uh, you know, I was never really uh, the, the plant-based eater. Uh, you know, I had the regular you know, meat and potato type of uh, meals. Uh, but as I started to get involved with Plantex and grow with Plantex and meet people that were uh, immense in this environment and in this culture and uh, learning about the products and especially tasting the products that we sell, um, which are fantastic if you haven't had a chance to try anything that we uh, do as pre-made uh, meals, um, you know, I started to... Come, become converted. Uh, you know, I can't say I'm 100% converted to a full plant-based uh, diet, but, you know, those misconceptions that I always had that it would never fill me or, you know, I was never a big fan of certain tastes. Uh, they're all now really um, becoming aligned with what we've been used to. And, uh, you know, there, there's definitely good uh, options out there to replace things that I've once been used to. Um, and, and yeah, the food has been great. And now that I've, uh, you know, seen uh, what goes into it and the people that are involved. Uh, I'm happy to support this culture and keep on uh, tasting the products that we deliver and what our partners uh, offer. Um, so why I got involved in this, uh, you know, I've been uh, practicing in public practice for over 15 plus years. Uh, I'm a partner. I co-founded a firm in uh, Toronto, Ontario, uh, Canada. Um, we are a boutique firm, so it's two partners and we have a great uh, team here. Um, but why I decided to get involved in, in Plantex was really the, the challenge and, and the opportunity to you know, get involved in something that was going to have an impact and make a change uh, on people's lives, which I have seen, uh, you know, just dealing with our new partners, our, our initial partners. Um, but where I specialize a lot of my time in public practice was always around tax and, and mergers and acquisitions. 
And uh, that's where, you know, especially at the startup stages at Plantex, that's where we spend a huge chunk of our time looking for those options, those opportunities to get involved. And I take what I've learned, you know, obviously being a partner at a public practice uh, firm, uh, along with some tax structures and, and alliances from like accounting. And, and we look at for great opportunities to bring into the uh, Plantex umbrella. Um, so, yeah, it was you know, uh, the appeal of the challenge, but more so, you know, being in an industry that you know, is continually evolving. And, you know, I think we're at the inception of uh, what, you know, the plant-based community is going to have an impact on this world. And um, so far, I think that you and your team have done a phenomenal job with getting things under control. I've been involved in many publicly traded companies from an advisory uh, role, or at least um, trying to help out CEOs. And what I constantly say is if you're going to go ahead and build out your business, you need somebody who you could really trust to work on those systems in-house to make sure that the reporting function becomes something that just happens, that it's not an 11th hour rush, because that's when problems happen. So, so far, I think you've done a great job building a back of the house team led by, uh, you know, the overseas team, and then you having people be your right hand people in Canada, you know, so I think that you've done a great job building that out. And, um, you know, we, uh, we, we always encourage people to send in questions, obviously, while we're doing these vodcasts to make sure they get the most out of the show. So please, participate. This is the way that we kind of give back during you giving up this precious time of yours. We want to make sure you're getting the most out of these shows. And also we're thinking what time is the best time to host this show? Is it this evening or did you guys like the weekend show? So please give your feedback if you'd prefer us to go back to the weekend or if you like this uh, time slot on Mondays. Uh, Lauren, uh, before we go ahead and give away something like we do each week to the people who give the feedback or try to help out Plantex, because there's, it's unbelievable how many people write in each week uh, with suggestions and different products to add. Like, that's what I love about the space where everybody's helping us grow. What, what gets you the most excited on the trajectory of Plantex and where we're situated right now? Yeah, I think with our, you know, our recently announced numbers, right, we, what you said before, we started this thing back in April of 2020, uh, you know, maybe a couple of months before that, but really on paper, uh, you know, with, with three people, no sales. And, you know, we, when we went out to, you know, pitch the company and we had, you know, what I like to call our model to, you know, kind of highlight, you know, what, what our projections were going to be. Uh, you know, we always got that initial feedback that, you know, your assumptions are aggressive and they, they, they seem to not be aligned with the industry. And, you know, what gets me smiling each and every day is knowing that that model was based on conservatism, based on what we knew at the time, and that, we're, that we were able to achieve some of those numbers, uh, you know, pretty quickly out of the gate. Obviously, that's come through a couple of, you know, different measures, whether it was acquisition. Um, but now that we have different verticals in place, we're now really aligning ourselves to, to take advantage of those verticals and, and grow that top line. So that with that $1.5 million sales that we reported last month with a growth of almost 16% from the, the previous month, we're really starting to you know, see the demand for, for Plantex and the products that we offer. Um, and it's starting to shift a little bit. You know, before it was like a 50-50 distribution based on plants and food and, distri and uh, wholesale distribution. Now we're seeing it, you know, kind of level uh, to be a little bit more aligned with, you know, the food and, and the ready-made and, and also our wholesale uh, sales. 
versus just plant sales, which were almost about 60% of our sales about a couple months back. So it's nice to see the demand is shifting. And, you know, obviously what makes me smile is, you know, those projections that we had at the early stages where people were telling us, no, no, you're never going to hit those, that we're able to hit it, you know, within that first year of operation. So that, that's always a, you know, a great testament to, you know, uh, obviously our team, you touched on it already. Uh, we have a great team on the finance side. We have a great team on the marketing side, uh, just so people are aware of, you know, what takes place on a daily basis with finance. Uh, we have a, a dedicated team of nine people. Uh, that work uh, I like to call around the clock. So we never really have a dull moment. Um, so we're really there to, you know, uh, focus on on the growth now. Uh, we, we have some great platforms that uh, are currently in our model and we're looking to fine tune them. And as our revenue grows, we're, we know that a lot of the costs that we've uh, incurred over the past number of months to get just to where we are today are going to start leveling off. And uh, we're just going to keep on continuing to focus on the growth. Yeah, I think that's really well said, Lauren, and uh, I can't believe how many questions are coming in today. I think you're the most popular uh, vodcast guest that we've ever had. It's uh, truly. Oh, no. It looks like we have some uh, technical difficulty at what I've been uh, told. So as uh, the frame, uh, I guess, connects, I don't have the uh, list of included to uh, before he went to, uh, you know, that frozen state. Um, so hopefully he does join us, uh, you know, shortly so we can answer those questions. Um, but I guess it kind of dovetails to where we were, um, you know, last time when we were trying to uh, put this podcast out, vodcast out. Uh, technology doesn't always work in our favor. Um, and, you know, we always have this uh, real time issue, but we are coming live to you. Uh, so do apologize that uh, Sean is um, uh, a little bit uh, frozen at the moment. I'm getting the questions uh, passed through um, uh, to me right now. So uh, we do have a question from, from Alex, uh, you know, congrats on the growth, uh, but how do you expect to reach your projected sales of 50? To so, sorry about that, Lauren, and thanks for there jumping in. I was trying to steal your thunder, ever happened, My whole computer froze. Hopefully, uh, hopefully the angle is good. I'm actually gonna do it from my phone so that we could make sure to finish off, am I straight or do I need to turn my phone? I, I, I see you that you need to. All right, great. Can everybody see me now? Uh, I was uh, I was feeling your thunder there for a moment, just uh, talking about uh, you being frozen, and I was going to ask myself my own questions um, that were asked to me. So I'll, I'll turn it back to you. Thank you for coming back. And no, th thanks for jumping in, Lauren, and I apologize for that. And, um, you know, like I was saying, it's unbelievable to see the interaction today. I absolutely love how many people are, are involved, and it just shows how interesting of a space we're in, you know? And the beauty about our platform is the quicker the industry accelerates, the better off our platform is because we have all these new products coming in. And one person who's been really networking behind the scenes is Lara and I always hear her son in the background always encouraging um, Alex and I for these different partnerships and then we bring them to you and it's uh, it, this is the type of investor shareholder partner that goes out of their way so I know this week you even asked for one of those Plantex shirts is kind of a joke to have on the vodcast today so this week we'd love to send one out to um, Lara and her son as a thank you and it's just a small token from the Plantex family for all the work that they uh, they put in behind the scenes for us. And yeah, Lauren, you know, people are speaking about Tattooed Chef, as I'm sure you saw, and all of these different ones. So instead of me saying it, what do, what do you think it means for the platform and the accelerated growth 
uh, for the future of Plantex? Yeah, I just go back to, you know, the, the demand and, and the excitement in this space right now. Uh, you know, wherever you look, whether obviously, you know, I, I'm kind of in a unique situation being in a pandemic, can't visit too many places uh, during lockdown. But when you visit a grocery store, you watch, uh, you know, commercials on TV, which may sound weird to watch commercials, but you watch like the, the, the fast food restaurants advertising the alternative uh, to meat right now. Um, th th that's exciting to see that, you know, people are, are now adopting this new lifestyle. So it's really, uh, you know, as I say, it's exciting to be at the at the infancy of offering this to, you know, our, our customers, our potential customers, especially educating them along the way. Because as I say, like, as I said before, I'm not fully plant based and, and people may not understand what the plant based movement is. So it's good that we offer, you know, that education tool and, you know, accompanied with, uh, you know, that brick and mortar, but also having our products on site where they can see it, touch it or taste it. Um, so we really have that unique offering. And I think that's, you know, the, the exciting part of this, uh, of this company. And when people look at our brick and mortar, which obviously we have a lot on the horizon that'll be shared over the coming months, uh, really part of that strategy is to bring down our transportation costs because these items are unique items, right? A bag of chips takes up a lot of bulk. It's not about the pound of chips that are shipped out. Sometimes it could be even more expensive to ship a bag of chips on its own than the actual product itself. So with this whole brick and mortar footprint that we place throughout North America, we'll be able to offer exciting things. And you've, you're Canadian, you've been living here your whole life, same day delivery. How many places mm -hmm. currently in Canada can you get same day delivery from? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think you make brilliant point, right? Because, you know, people ask me, like, why do we acquire brick and mortar when we're in a pandemic and we have, you know, uh, potential lockdowns and, and we look at it as an opportunity and we see it as that distribution hub. And, you know, when we look at a, at a company to acquire, it's not how much profit all the time. It's what could we do with it? How can we take some of those costs and convert it to, you know, making it a production for us? So if we're situated, like you're saying, in different parts of like, you know, whether it's Canada, the U.S., uh, you know, in the world, uh, around the world, you know, we're, we're really looking at those distribution channels so we don't have to incur those shipping costs. Um, so, you know, again, we're looking at, you know, acquisitions, you know, a little bit differently than, you know, the typical like M&A acquisition, because we do see opportunity in everything that we're getting involved in. And, and most of the time, you know, we have like the, the synergies with our, whether it's our marketing team, our finance team, or the, again, that distribution channel that's going to turn those companies, whether they were in the, the red before, and we see it that we can turn it into the black or at least help us turn uh, another division of ours into the black. Yeah, we're definitely not acquiring companies to make sure that uh, we can't bring tons of value to them. And we've even seen it with Bloombox and expanding into Germany so quickly and all the different countries we want to expand to next. And even the out-of-box thinking our flagship location in Canada, Locavore, right? Look at that. Year over year, pre-COVID, we did better numbers, right? And that's my like that's unheard of. And even when people are saying brick and mortar, what were one of the industries that never closed during the pandemic? It was essential places, right? And again, grocery was categorized as that. So at the worst of times, they stayed open. So I think that we're on a great path. And again, Lauren, you know, thank you so much for all the hard work you put in, making sure to look after all the investors and shareholders. Not only are you 
CFO, I believe you're president of the company as well, and uh, on the board, obviously, and, uh, you know, making sure to take all your years of experience. Uh, we just came off a, a $20 million plus raise recently, right before the holidays, we closed on, I believe, roughly 12 million, that puts us at $32 million. Maybe, um, you know, one of our viewers who's pretty active, Raheel, um, asked, Cash burn wise, what's the including um, stocks, RSUs, hard cash burn? And uh, in theory, what would the runway put us out uh, in needing to raise cash if we wanted to prolong that and pretend it, and we pretend that everything is consistent from this point forward? Lauren, could you hear the question? No, the, the, right, the, the question. Yeah, you can repeat the question. That'd be great. All right. Sorry about that. So, um, you know, with us raising roughly 30 million cash plus, what's our cash burn per month? What's our runway like, considering everything remains consistent? And when would we need to go raise next? Yeah. So, uh, I, I, I am an auditor at heart, so I do talk in, in history. And, uh, you know, what I'm saying here is really just estimates and uh, assumptions based on assumptions. Uh, you know, I can go with what we're doing today. And, uh, you know, should we operate in the same fashion that we currently are? Um, you know, we're looking at probably another two to three years of just operating, uh, you know, with, with the current model. Um, and, and sufficing all of the day-to-day uh, -day expenditures um, with what we currently have. But, you know, for those that were part of the raises or, or educated on the raises, uh, there were uh, warrants that were offered as part of that, uh, you know, that offering. So once those warrants um, do get, um, you know, vested, uh, there will be another, uh, you know, potential uh, financing that's built into, you know, that offering. But, you know, at this stage of the game, you know, based on what we have in the horizon, what we have planned for the company, uh, we should be good for the next, you know, at least two and a half, three years uh, with the current uh, model that we're, that we're holding. Yeah, Lauren, I sent you some of them. Yeah, so I think the first one was from uh, Alex, not uh, Alex, the CMO, but uh, there was an Alex that said, congrats on the growth, but how do you expect to reach your projected sales of 50 to 70 million for 2021? Uh, with only one and a half in uh, sales for March. So, uh, you know, again, we're uh, optimistic that, you know, with uh, all of our hard work and the verticals that we currently have, um, you know, some of those verticals are new to the platform. Uh, so we were still, uh, you know, especially February and March, um, they, they were new to the plant X. But as we continue to, you know, uh, make them more under the plant X umbrella, uh, you know, we should be able to, you know, start achieving a higher monthly sales amount. Um, as Sean said before, Bloombox, which was running, you know, predominantly out of the UK, we moved uh, into Germany in February. We've seen great growth there. Um, and that's only one of our verticals that we've expanded in, you know, in the past month. So as we continue to, you know, uh, increase our offerings, uh, whether they're perishable, non-perishable, uh, wholesale orders into the U.S. as, you know, what we were saying with the brick and mortar offerings, those sales are going to start to uh, ramp up. But again, I'm on the historic. So, you know, we're, we're still optimistic, you know, with that, that hard work and what we currently have in place that we should be able to, you know, uh, reach those sales figures. Awesome. Thanks, Lauren. And can you hear me now? 
Yes. Tell you. Woo. <laughs> so I apologize uh, to all the viewers, but Lauren, great job. And thank you to the team. And that just kind of shows how the Plantex team is, you know, always jumping in redundancies in place. And I think that falls right into a segue, obviously on the accounting side of things, um, you know, Lauren, to you and your team for, for making sure that everything's done right. So I'm not sure if you want to close with anything, but if not, you know, obviously, thank you very much for, for joining this evening. Yeah, I, you know what, I, I appreciate being here. It's rare that the uh, CFO gets to come out here and, you know, talk uh, to, to the investors, to the shareholders, to uh, potential shareholders and investors, and especially customers or, you know, anyone that's just tuning in to see what we're all about. Uh, so it's great to be here. Uh, you know, I, I look forward to seeing what this company uh, has to offer in terms of like what we're going to be putting out there and, and being part of that, uh, you know, next uh, chapter of, of PlantX and uh, working with a great team. Okay. Well said, Lauren. Thank you very much for coming on. And uh, again, we'll uh, keep our heads down and keep working. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thanks, Lauren. So there you have it, our 23rd vodcast. And again, thank you very much for taking your time out to join us and learn a little bit about Plantex, seeing the team, meeting a bunch of different partnerships that we've put together. Matthew Kenny, uh, which we announced last week, absolutely massive. He has over 50 restaurants around the world involved in so many different things. The different things from just working with his team over the past week, it just opens us up to so many different opportunities and verticals. And like I said, I believe two episodes ago, you know, April, spring brings a new season in. And uh, just with the introduction of Matthew Kenny, it's just the start of what's to come. I know all of the investors and shareholders are going to be extremely proud to hear what comes next. Till next week. Stay curious, stay planted, stay healthy. Cheers. So that's it for this episode of the PlantX podcast. Please check out investor.plantx.com to learn more. And we welcome you to join our thriving community. In the meantime, stay curious, stay planted, stay healthy.